When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you interrupt your daily routine, whether it be taking a new route to work every morning, working in a different office environment, um, whatever it might be, you actually change like neurologically, you're changing the syntax there so that you are more receptive to new ideas, feel more motivated, feel more productive, feel more excited about things. So that's why vacations, I mean, that is why when you sometimes when we step away, I don't know about you, but I've had some of my brightest and biggest epiphanies mm. when I book a massage appointment. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And today I am bringing to you, I've actually been bringing to you my friends as we launch this new season. Um, I celebrated my six-year anniversary. And so I'm like, I want to do just my friends for a little bit. But today is so great. And I can't wait to tell you about her. But before I do, let's talk about what's going to happen today. So today our guest is going to teach us one of my favorite things how to lead with curiosity. She will reveal how recognizing that failures are just a part of the process and will actually unlock more success. So let me tell you about my girl, Tiffany. All right. So I randomly met her at a women's event in Nashville. Um, I think we got introduced through our mutual friend, Kirby, who will also be on the show. She's been on the show before, but she'll be back on. And, um, and I was like, I wasn't feeling that event for me. Nothing wrong with the event. It just wasn't for me. And I was like, I don't think you belong here either. And so I grabbed her and I threw her in my car, just met her and she was willing. So I'm like, that's my girl. And, uh, and we go to another event and which was way cool as a book, a book signing, um, or a book launch party of a, another friend of ours. Who's now we met her that night. So this is how we started. It was really kind of about being curious, right? And and if you've ever seen me post on social media, like Monday, get it done day, Tiffany is my thought partner. She is my accountability partner. We meet on Mondays when we're in town and uh, and we do all the hard stuff or the, the, the repetitive stuff or the things behind the scenes that you don't want to do, but you got to get done. And so we make it social. We go to a sexy lounge somewhere at some beautiful hotel or wherever restaurant and we just get things done. So now that you know how amazing she is and how important she is in my life, let me read her official bio. <laughs> With five successful ventures under her belt, holistic business coach and decade-strong entrepreneur, Tiffany Knapper is no stranger to the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. Once she sustainably learned how to go from stressed and exhausted to aligned and energetic, she launched the Up Leveler Society, determined to pass her wisdom along to others. Soon after, Yahoo Finance named her one of the most inspiring coaches, helping women during the pandemic. And her mission now is to reignite the spark and creative CEOs so that they can run empires that bring them abundance and joy. Welcome to the show, finally, <laughs> Tiffany. Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. 
I feel like I like I read your very impressive bio, but I feel like there's so much missing too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, if we've got all day, let me tell you about how amazing my friend Tiffany is. But can mm-hmm. you just like you have some like like agency? You've owned a mm-hmm. uh, you've owned a so a PR agency. You've owned a um, co working space. You used to work mm-hmm. for Yamaha. Like kind of mm-hmm. like, well, can you color in just a little bit with your work sure. experience? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I came from the music industry. I was doing PR and branding there when I was in the corporate world. I spent about 10 years in the corporate world. And now I'm on year 11 of being an entrepreneur, which is wild to think about. And I have a PR and branding agency. I used to run a co-working space for creative entrepreneurs in New Orleans, Louisiana. I had a handbag line for five years that felt built me a relationship with the NFL. Um, and I had a short-term Airbnb rental for about 10 years as well in New Orleans, Louisiana. So I feel like I've done it all. And um, yeah, it's all taught me a lesson. And I'm a yoga, certified yoga teacher. I don't teach, but I am a certified yogi as well. Yes. Uh, another thing I love about you. And I think that like that multi-passionate um, approach to life is mm-hmm. one of the many things that I love about you. But it also, I think for anyone who does work with you, um, it really provides a safe space because you're not like one note. Like mm-hmm. you can oh gosh, look at things no. from different yeah. perspective. Yeah. And that's such a, I'm an Enneagram four. So that's a huge compliment to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I had a client recently tell me that she was like, I have to tell you, Tiffany, I picked you because as my business coach, because I knew you wouldn't put me in a box and I knew you wouldn't tell me this is the formula to follow. I knew you'd really let this evolve as it felt right for me. And that was the biggest compliment I'd ever heard. And I never really thought of myself that way, but it is true. I, um, so thank you for reaffirming that. Well, being one of like, I'm a manifesting generator in human design, which means we do all the things all the Mm -hmm. time. We never stop. Mm -hmm. And like, we will stop when we drop. And like, you're Mm -hmm. so accepting of that about me. Like you're never judgy when I'm like, oh, well now I'm doing this too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I'm cheering you on every step of the way. I wish I was a manifesting generator. (laughs) I'm a manifester. So I need people like you and generators in my world to help me get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. It's so great. It's just how we all compliment each other. And then the other thing, um, that, that came to mind that I wanted to share before we really dive into the topic with our audience is you heard her say she does branding. Hmm. Amber, you do branding. (laughs) Are you competition? I mean, on paper, (laughs) (laughs) but like we literally help each other, like with our own stuff and launching things and websites and events and personal stuff. And, and we, basically we kind of do the same thing. We do it differently, but we do do the same thing. So do you want to speak to that of like, why, why do you make friends with somebody who does exactly what you do? Because I love being friends with people who get as goo goo eyed about branding as I do. (laughs) I have always between words and visuals, like it's part of the creative in me. And I just love that I have someone like you, an ally that I can trust because like you just mentioned, like, yes, I'm a branding expert and I can tell other people all day long what they need to change. It's really hard to look at your own work and, and make those decisions. So I love that I can bounce stuff off you and vice versa. Um, It's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't see any competition at all. Yeah. And it doesn't suck that we're both coaches who can like coach each other, but then also just chill and be friends. Exactly. It's the best. It's the best. I just, I always like to point that out. Christy Wright and I were on each other's um, 
podcast talking about the same topic, because I think sometimes women get that scarcity and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's my topic or that's what I do. Or, oh, she's doing Mm -hmm. what I do. And I can't be friends with her because, and it's just like, that's like the opposite. That's the wrong way. It's the wrong approach. And I mean, we know this more than any, you know, as much as anyone, but the scarcity mindset is not going to help you. So just Mm -hmm. remembering that there's more than enough to go around and Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And life is just more fun when you have more friends that you have stuff in common with. Absolutely. (laughs) And then you have somebody to refer to too, because like, I don't do exactly like the way that you do things is different. And and like, so if somebody comes along and be like, oh no, I'm not for you, but Tiffany is. Um, And that opens your door for the right person to come through for you. And you're not trying to like spin your wheels, being something to somebody that you're not really, that's not what you're equipped to do. So anyways, now that we've established all of that, let's Mm -hmm. jump into this whole, you say Mm -hmm. from a curiosity standpoint that you Mm -hmm. want creative women to start acting more like a scientist and get really mm-hmm. curious with their next goal or project. So what does that mean? Yes. Okay. Here's what I mean by that. If you were being in the scientific, if you were in scientific mode, you would just be kind of like taking a little ingredients here and a little ingredients here and, and tweaking it and then writing down the results. And then you'd do it again and you'd write down the results and you'd, you'd make some, you'd, you'd get that data and you'd make some decisions, right? And you'd move along and you wouldn't stop moving along until you perfected whatever this was you were trying to do. But when we are running our own businesses, oftentimes we let our emotions kind of get in the way and we get cloudy. So we we do the one little recipe, the one little scientific experiment. We get the data. We don't like what we find. We get paralyzed. We stop. We get our feelings hurt. And instead, I want you to think like a scientist. Take that data. Let's move along. Let's do it again. Repeat. Change a little ingredient here or there. And it's so much easier said than done. But I do believe that like bringing the scientific kind of mindset to the mm-hmm. table is what will help you stand apart. And it literally is one of the keys to success. I tell, it's so funny that you, when I saw that, I was just like giggling. I'm like, oh my God, we're twins. Because like I tell my clients, they'll get all bent out of shape about something. I'm like, business is a Petri dish. This is just Mm. a Petri dish. That experiment didn't work. Okay. So the hypothesis was not proven correct. Mm. Let's create a new hypothesis or let's try a different way of doing it to make the hypothesis come true. Either Mm. way, like this isn't failure. It just doesn't work this one way. So back up. Let's, right. let's rethink this experiment, do it a different yeah. way. So love that. Yeah. So, okay. You have five questions that mm. you have your up leveler society members or your coaching clients, your consulting clients mm-hmm. consider when they look at a future challenge mm-hmm. so that they can unlock new paths for success. So let's just start with number one and unpack these one at a time. Sure. Okay. I love this. So we did this recently in like a little group setting out loud and it was so transformational because I don't know, accountability and just like having other people kind of encourage you, urge you on. Right. So question number one is what did you learn? Mm-hmm. So we did something, right? We launched something or we we had a marketing game plan that we, we put out into the world or a new offer that we put into the world. Something happened. We did something. Maybe we made a new hire. What did we learn? That's question number one. So it's super, this is facts. What did I learn? Right? Super simple. I'm not asking you to get into your feelings just yet. 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 <laughs> yet. <laughs> what did you learn? That's question number one. Okay. Yeah. Question number two. Let is me, how let me much pause that real yeah, quick. Go for so it. I'm so mm-hmm. sorry. When, um, 
when you have somebody who is already an emotional whirlwind and, mm-hmm. and they're hard to kind of bring back home and you're like mm-hmm. asking what they learned and they're in that space, how do you mm-hmm. get them to land to, to truly look at it from that perspective? Mm. Um, I really encourage when I ask, what did I, what did you learn? I really encourage them to think facts. Is Mm. that true? Is that proven? Do we know that to be true? Mm. So you can say that you learned that this didn't feel good to you. That's a fact that could be a fact for you, but I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, if you will. So it's really more like, what did we learn? Well, we learned that we did this approach and we didn't quite hit our goal, or we learned that we took this approach and it felt a little like we were struggling through it. It felt a little laborious. It felt harder than we anticipated, whatever, whatever the results are, right? What did we learn? Um, and try to just stick to the facts. Is it true? And if so, you know, we'll put it on the list. Awesome. 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 Love it. Okay. So number two, number two is how much of that was within your control. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a powerful one. How much of that was within your control? And so what are some examples of that? Like when you're helping somebody walk through this, like where do they find the, the differences? And this, this is the one that usually unlocks the most because um, sometimes if they are kind of stuck in their feelings about it, I'll use a, a, a concrete example. I had a client, we were working on hiring a new position and it was a brand new position. So we, we had spent all this time kind of deciphering who do we need on the team? What is that going to look like? Built out the job description, built out all the responsibilities, the goals, the requirements. And then we put it out into the world and we were going through the hiring process and we got stuck. And it got a little bit more complicated than she anticipated as far as finding the person that felt like the right fit. And it took longer than she had hoped. In her mind, she really thought this was going to be an easy fix and she'd find this new person and it would be plug and play. And in reality, it was a weird market and it took about six months to find the right person. So what did you learn? Well, we learned that maybe you were a little bit anxious to get this done. You know, it didn't go like you'd wanted. It didn't go as quickly as you had wanted. But how much of that was within your control, not a lot, right? Like she had done all the things she needed to do. And at the end of the day, you know, having the right person that felt good for her fall and, and, you know, come to the table and apply for the job. There's only so much she can do about that. There's only so many places she can advertise. And so when she really kind of released that tension and stopped trying to force it, the perfect candidate fell in her lap. So, you know, how much of that was within your control sometimes is the biggest aha moment. Sounds a lot like um, romantic relationships too. When you quit, <laughs> when you quit needing the other, the other tends to show up. So mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. a good um, exercise of release. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So what did you learn, and how much of that was within your control? And then what's mm-hmm. number three? Question number three is what could or would you do differently next time? So we've gotten some data, right? We've we've expressed our feelings, maybe we've acknowledged how much was with our was or wasn't within our control, and now we can say, okay, cool. What would we do differently next time? If anything, what would we do differently next time? Yeah. yeah. Um, so is that an area? Because I know uh, women, especially, we tend to beat up on ourselves, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I even started doing it before this podcast. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Which is why you need to have friends like Tiffany in your life. Um, But so like, what would you do differently um, next time? Mm -hmm. Now I'm self-loathing. Now I'm shaming myself that how do you pull people out of that and get it into more of a productive, empowering space? 
Yeah. So if we use that same example of my client who had, you know, was hoping that she would find that perfect candidate faster than she did, what would we do differently next time became, I would release that pressure on myself and I would be okay with it taking a little bit longer and I would breathe and I would trust. So that's the positive component of it, right? Like I would stop like feeling like, oh no, it's got to happen right now. And because it's not happening right now, I've made a bad decision. I would put the brakes on that mentality. And instead I would just trust. Yeah. Love it. So it's really just about like, you know, yeah, no, no, no shame in this game whatsoever. No, no shame. Awareness. Awareness is always step one. Acceptance is always step two. So what did we learn? You know, we might learn something about ourselves, the way we handled something, but that's not to shame ourselves. That's simply to become aware and accept. And only then can we take some aligned action to make a change. Yeah. It's interesting that you use that word because like, whether I'm talking to my son or somebody, you know, in my inner circle, I am, I'm very cautious. In fact, I had to apologize to my son the other day. I didn't like yell at him. I didn't like do anything like horrible, but Mm -hmm. it's always my goal. And I I tell people this, like, I want to bring this to your awareness and Mm -hmm. I don't want to make you feel small. I just want to bring it to your awareness and like, let's talk through it. And Mm -hmm. when I brought something to his awareness, I was, um, again, didn't raise my voice. I I wasn't Mm -hmm. like ugly, but it, it was like, I feel like the way that I said it could have left room for shame. Mm. And I'm not like that super like mom that is, um, you know, this, I'm not like, you are a super mom, but keep well, <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm not the, like the, the kind like the coddling kind of mom. I'm like the, mm. like, I'm going to kick your butt into gear because that's what you need. Cause life is hard kind of mom. Mm-hmm. But when we are dealing with, um, misses, mm-hmm. it's not helpful to bring shame into the situation. It's helpful right. to, you know, help him continue to become an adult to bring yeah. things to ho- awareness. So we can get curious back to that word about mm-hmm. why did this happen? Then we could talk about how we can avoid it in the future. And so like, I give that to other people and then sometimes struggle to give that to myself. And I think mm-hmm. that's a common trait for mm-hmm. humans, but especially women. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, Okay. What did you learn? How much of that was within your control? What could or would you do differently next time? And what's number four? Number four is probably the easiest one of all. So is that valuable information moving forward? Everything we just went through, is that valuable to you? It's usually a yes or a no, and it's usually a yes. (laughs) Is that valuable information? And again, this is just, this is the acceptance part, right? Like we became aware and now we're going to accept it. Cool. That's, that was really, I'm glad I took a moment to pause and reflect and gather that insight and become aware of that. So was that valuable? Yeah, that was valuable. Yeah. How, how is this going to color my lenses moving forward? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I'm telling on my son, but the follow-up conversation, <laughs> cause I, I did felt like I had the need to apologize to him mm-hmm. and we were talking through just his summer and moving forward and things like that. And he was like, well, mm-hmm. you know, this was, this didn't go according to plan. And, and that was the thing was like, okay, well, what did you learn and how are you going to mm-hmm. take that information like, I'm super proud of you. I'm so glad that you did that. Like, I know it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, but me being almost 43 years old compared to your 19 years old, I see the value in the, yeah. these lessons and I see yeah. like where this is going to take you. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a waste of time. It wasn't a waste mm-hmm. of energy. So yeah. what do we need to take from that and move that forward as you continue on this journey? And um, yeah. 
Yeah. So good. So good. Okay. What's number five? Number five is kind of what you just said. Number five is where would we be without this experience? So yeah, that's exactly it. And again, you know, we, based on what I told you before this, I don't want to hear number five right now. <laughs> where would we be without this experience? So again, just to continue with that same, you know, example is this client was like, well, without this experience, I wouldn't have even put any of the steps in place to hire this position that now I truly believe is going to be a game changer for my business. So clearly it was worth the lesson we learned. It was worth the hardships. It was worth the pain, right? The emotional turmoil or whatever may have come from it. Where would we be without that experience? That's question number five. Yeah. Is it seat of the soul? Is that what I'm thinking of where he talks about, um, it's not necessarily radical acceptance, but he's talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, we get some picture in our head. And I think Abraham Hicks talks about that. Esther Hicks talks about this as well. Um, mm-hmm. We get fixated on this picture of what we think we want and we completely mm-hmm. lose track of what is possible and all the greatness that could be. And mm-hmm. so when that friction comes and we don't get what we want, like it's painful, but if you just let it go, then you can move faster, quicker. Mm-hmm. to that space of abundance and great. And yeah. Yeah. And you said it to yeah. me before this, it's like, it's, it always gets better than you knew it would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's going to get hard before it gets great. It always does. It's the cycle of life. There's nothing we can do to avoid the hardships, but we can control how we respond to them. And that's really what staying curious is all about. It's like, it's all about, trying our best to get better than our fear, to be Mm. better than our fear, right? Mm. So when we're curious, we're giving ourselves a tool to kind of like rise up above the fear of what if it doesn't work out? Well, it might not, you know, but that's okay. We're going to learn something and we're going to try again. And the next time is probably going to be even better. And the next time, probably even better, but only if we get back up in that saddle, right? Yeah. So good. When, when you're dealing with, um, or, serving, I don't know if dealing with this is the right frame for that, but yeah. when you're serving your up leveler society members, like what are mm-hmm. some of the common things that people mm-hmm. are fearing that get in the way that kind of get them stuck on this five-step process? Yeah. A lot of times if something didn't go exactly like they had planned or as good as they had planned, or even as good as what they see on social media from other, for other people, if they don't have that same experience, they start to feel small, right? They start to feel, oh, what's wrong with me? Or my offer is not good enough, or I'm not good enough. And that comes up in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, but inevitably that holds us back. Like when we, when we give into that false notion, then we don't try again and we don't keep putting ourselves out there and, and nobody benefits from that. You don't benefit and the world doesn't benefit because we're not getting to experience you. So I see that a lot in different, in different, you know, ways. And I think that's just an, a part of being a human being. I don't think that ever necessarily goes away. I think we get better at it as we flex that muscle and as we surround ourselves with supportive people who can remind us that's not true. Um, but I don't think it ever fully goes away. I think we're always going to be a little self-conscious to a degree and always comparing ourselves. And, and honestly, we're always going to be one step ahead of ourselves because we're always going to have a dream of where we want to be. And we're never going to be there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. You're all, even if you reach the height of where you think you want to be right now, by the time you reach that, you'll have a new goal. 
Mm-hmm. And you're, so you're always going to have this thing ahead that you want to be, and you're never going to be there. And that's the definition of imposter syndrome. You're mm-hmm. going to feel like an imposter because you're not where you want to be yet, but really you might be in this like beautiful spot that you dreamed about 10 years ago. So I feel like it's just an, a, a lesson that we, uh, and a muscle that we have to flex over and over and over again and, and surround yourself with people who are there to kind of remind you like, Hey, you're doing great. Like <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> Also known as Tiffany, Brittany, and Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing uh, yeah. <laughs> the constant cycle of affirmation. Um, yeah. So, so that is, I know, I, I don't think I've ever even referenced Abram Hicks in my podcast ever, but <laughs> I'm going to for the second time because I love how she frames it. It's, it's what you said is what I know. But it, when I think of her saying around this, like, I just kind of get calmed down a little bit because, you know, we're overachievers, perfectionist type of personalities Uh um, and is a blessing and a curse. But she says, you can't get it wrong because you're never going to get there. (laughs) And I'm just Mm. like, that is so freeing. So good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell my members that in my clients, I always say when you can get comfortable with being one step behind where you want to be and really enjoy that space. Yeah. That is when you'll have met success. That is when you'll feel true inner peace and happiness. When you can get really comfy in that space, that's one step behind where you want to be. Because like she said, we're never going to get there. Yeah. And, and the journey is the joy of it. Right. So Mm -hmm. if, if you just rush to the destination all the time, if it's just like beam me Mm. up Scotty and plop, there I am. Like, just think about all like the girls trips you've taken or like even family trips and, and, and okay, maybe not family because the screaming kids (laughs) in the backseat might not be as enjoyable, but let's go with girls trips or guys trips or whatever it is with friends. And like you have the the beach destination or whatever, but then you have the journey to get there, which is equally as exciting, if not sometimes even more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and missing yep. out on that because you're so hell bent on getting to the destination is so unfortunate. Then, then you're not, not a good traveler. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not going on a trip together. Yeah. I'm not going on a trip with you. If you can't have fun on the way, then yeah. you're not my people. So, but my mom was like such, she really drove this point home for me and I still hear her voice. And even, even um, maybe two days ago, I was kind of in the midst of a launch and I, I heard her voice in my head and I was like, am I having fun right now? Cause if I'm not having fun right now, what's the freaking point? It could be a successful launch. It could be a flop. If I'm not having fun, what's the point? Um, and I think that, you know, it's hard, but I think if you can start to just have that little inner voice, if you want my mom, you can call her. Yeah. <laughs> also say, a bad it- mama jamma female entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's taught me a lot of really great lessons, but yeah, like I'll never forget. I was in the middle of a big launch and I was stressing out and it was impacting everything. And I wanted so badly to rise above it and be bigger than better than that. I knew better, right? In my mind, I knew better, but I couldn't energetically Harner, like harness the the joy and the fun that I wanted to feel, and uh, and she was just like, you know, if it's a flop, are you having fun? And if it's a success, are you having fun? And if you're not having fun right now, then like, what can we do right now to, to make it so that you're having fun? So now, if I'm doing a launch, I try to pack my days of that launch with things that'll make me feel good. Whether it's taking myself out to like one of my favorite restaurants for a lunch, or booking a spa day, or something that just lets me remember, like this should be fun. Yeah, because it's our choice. So whether, 
whether you're listening and you're an entrepreneur or you're listening and you're a leader in an organization, you have agency. Mm-hmm. You have agency over your company if it's yours and your team members and your customers and the whole brand experience. If you work for a company, you have agency over your PL, you have agency over your team members, you have agency over the strategic direction of your department or whatever it is that you're overseeing. And so like don't focus on the you know whirlwind that's going on around you. Just focus on what you personally have agency over. And that's where you can plop in those fun pieces. I mean, yeah. that's what you and I do. We're like, yeah. oh, you have agency. Even if you work for a company and you're running meetings, you have agency over how that meeting is run for the that's most right. part. Like you get to decide what's on the table, how you start the meeting, how you end the meeting. Like if there's music playing when people walk into the room, like all of that is within your control. Um, so make it fun. You'll but again, we're all like looking around going like, oh, do I look, pro- do I look professional enough? It's like, mm. do you? Do you? Do you? And I think, you know, our whole concept of, of our Monday, get it done days, which PS everyone is actually a half a day because we're both crazy busy (laughs) as much as we would love to commit an entire day, not, not, not necessarily the wisest thing for everything else to ask it done. But, um, you know, that is us taking agency. It's us saying like, this really blows. I don't like doing these very administrative tasks. I don't like doing these monotonous tasks. I don't like doing the things that like that. That's not my wellspring. Okay. So how can I create a wellspring? I go Mm -hmm. hang out with my friend. I can change my environment. I can mix Mm -hmm. things up. We could have awesome coffee drinks or teas or whatever that we do. And then that just shifts the whole, like we're not sitting at our computer by ourselves doing this work that we hate doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a that game changer. Alone. And it, it also like scientifically, and I don't know all the words cause I'm not a scientist newsflash, but <laughs> they, they also say that like, when you interrupt your daily routine, whether it be taking a new route to work every morning, working in a different office environment, um, whatever it might be, you actually change like neuro neurologically, you're changing the syntax there so that you are more receptive to new ideas, feel more motivated, feel more productive, feel more excited about things. So that's why vacations, I mean, that is why when you sometimes when we step away, I don't know about you, but I've had some of my brightest and biggest epiphanies mm. when I book a massage appointment or I'm in the shower. How many people have great ideas when they're in the shower? Well, that's because you're not distracted right. by anything else. And the only thing you can hear is your own thoughts. And guess what? You probably have some really good ones in there, you know, yeah. but you got to make time to let them be heard and, and change things up and shake things up and figure out how to make things more fun. Yeah, that's so true. My, um, my long walks that I started during COVID, like that was so much was birthed on those walks because it was just like, just me and me and my headspace could just calm down. There was no distraction. I was just walking heart rate up at a nice pace, but not crazy. I'm not dying. Um, Mm -hmm. and that is such an important part of my process now, um, to be able to, harness that creative side. So, Mm -hmm. well, um, before we get to all the different ways that we can find you and I know you've got, um, Y'all, I don't know. It's not in here because it's on my mirror in my vanity. Your sticker. I just, Aww. <laughs> I mean, she is a coach for creatives, but she's hella creative herself. Um, so before we get to the different cool things you can get from her, um, I always like to ask our guests, 
what final piece of advice would you give to a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly mm-hmm. confident woman in business? Goodness. Okay. What final advice? Oh my God. I have to come up with one. Okay. Here's my final, my final advice, my one nugget. I mean, I'll just leave with this since we've talked a little bit about why it's so important to have people around you. I love this phrase and it goes like this big dreams require big teams, Mm. big dreams require big teams and side note definition of team can be anything. It could be your little inner circle, this, this camaraderie that Amber and I have alluded to a few times, our girl, little girl circle we have, it can be a membership like she and I both have or a coaching program, or it can be a team, your literal team around you, your COO, your CMO, your VP of marketing, whomever, right? Your VAs, whatever. But just remember that you're not supposed to do it solo. So when you put everything on your own two shoulders and you wonder why it's so heavy, Mm. that's why. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Absolutely agree. So um, one of the things that you can get from Tiffany is um, empowering affirmations for leaders. And we will put that in the show notes, but in case you're like, Ooh, I want to do it right now. It is um, bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash CEO affirmations. And um, again, I'll just tell you, this is a, this is a person who makes things beautiful. And so I think you're really going to enjoy that. Um, you can find her at tiffanynapper.com, um, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-N-A-P-P-E-R.com. And then you can book a session with her. Uh, I'm assuming this is like a, like a complimentary, like discovery session um, mm-hmm. at bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash work with Tiffany Napper, Naper. I keep saying napper. napper. I'm sorry. It is napper. You're it right. is napper. Did I say? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just like, yeah. what am I doing right now? Okay. <laughs> this is what happens when you do 38,000 podcasts in the same week. And then you're like, I don't even know my best friend's last names. It's fine. Um, here's the thing though. I want you to know about the up lovers, uh, up leveler society. There's a lot of you that I know you like my, um, my energy to listen to and that sort of thing, but maybe I'm not the fit for you in terms of like ongoing guidance or ongoing support, or maybe you are more, um, like I tend to work with, um, companies that have, um, like, you know, complex team problems and not that Tiffany can't do that, but she's very focused on that creative entrepreneur. And I obviously, if you respect me, well, she's one of my go-to advisors. So (laughs) definitely look into the Up Lover Society because um, it's a very special program. She's a very special woman and Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't steer you wrong there. So Tiffany, beyond thank you for being such Mm -hmm. a close friend of mine, but thank you for being on the show and imparting your wisdom. Thank you for having me. And I I miss you from afar. I can't wait for our next GSD day. I know. know. Well, bombshells, I hope that you are as fortunate as I am to have somebody special in your life um, to help you GSD and beyond. And and I really want to um, just back up what Tiffany said about and I think we've said this so many times with my friends, which is, you know, it, it makes sense. They're my friends and, and, and we all value that. We all value that team. We all value that. Let's have each other's back. Let's empower each other. Let's be there when things suck. And let's be there when, when it's time to celebrate, because you know, bombshell that there are those people out there who get upset when you win, 
who can't find it in them to tell you good job and celebrate you. And so you have to surround yourself with people like Tiffany who, who will be that with and for you. So um, make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. If you're a YouTube watcher or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a rating and review. So the logarithm tells other women like, Hey, this is, this is what you should do. Um, I will also say Tiffany is amazing on Instagram. Like I suck at Instagram and she's like the queen. So, um, I had that handy. Where did it go? What is your, it is just, it's Tiffany Napper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so all this will be in the show notes with all that said, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your precious limited time with us. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshell businesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.